Hey everyone. It is Sunday, March 15th, around 7 p.m. Eastern time. And I just wanted to hop on here. Originally, the intent was just to push our Facebook Live that we did at the end of last week up as a quick extra episode on the podcast, uh, since it translates fine to audio. But then I decided I'd wait a few days and just see how things continue to play out and add uh, a few more thoughts here at the beginning. So uh, there'll be a quick introduction here, and then we'll cut straight to the Facebook Live that Mike and I did um, on Friday morning. So I think this is going to be kind of stream of consciousness. Just ha- hang on with me. Uh, first thing is don't don't pretend like this is normal or that your company should act normal. Uh, you certainly don't need to act in fear. We talked about that. Um, but projecting a false sense of confidence or certainty in the future is not going to play well, I don't believe. And I guess I should have said out of the gate, this beginning part will be a, a mixture of, of facts and opinions, and I'll try to alert you as to which which one is happening at any given moment. But right now, this is, this is certainly opinion. All the health professionals are saying this is going to get much worse before it gets better. And in terms of headline risk, even if no one that you know is affected, when you begin reading that you know, hundreds of people are dying per day, that's going to change consumer behavior. It's going to change business behavior. Uh, right before I hopped on uh, about an hour ago, the Fed cut interest rates. Now, that is not mortgage rates. That's the overnight funds rate to zero to 0.25% in an attempt to try to help the economy. Uh, but that large of a cut in an emergency measure before the markets open on Monday is not necessarily a good sign. It, it might be good in the short term if they can purchase enough assets. They also started, and you're going to have to Google these terms to, to catch up if this doesn't make sense to you, but they are going to also begin doing quantitative easing. I mean, they're going to purchase about $700 billion, at least $700 billion um, worth of, of assets from the private sector to try to give companies more uh, cash on their balance sheets to be able to continue keep the, the economy moving. So if that is successful, mortgage rates may come down and that might prompt a couple of short-term wins. But um, I think the general piece, and I've done a ton of reading, uh, not not from just the the folks who want to create fear, but but from people I, I believe are experts, that this is going to be a period of time, not, not, not eternity, not even probably years, but it is going to be a period of time of unpredictable economic conditions because we've got a health crisis that we're that we're trying to work through and again um to what degree that health crisis looks is is going to nobody knows but the actions that uh you know I, I live in ohio schools shut down uh, no bars and restaurants are allowed to be open anymore as well so this type of economic activity um impact is going to be felt for a period of time and hopefully low interest rates will offset that for home builders but i think you got to be careful that right now you're you're not trying to sell in the used car 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 salesperson sense of the word not that hopefully most of your teams do that anyway but I, I, this just kind of hit me this way i don't think this is a time to sell as much as it is a time to serve people who need a home who are looking for a home you want to be open and available to serve them and to help facilitate their need i'm not certain that this is a time where it's going to come across well most of the time if you are overtly selling. Uh, again, stream of consciousness here. So mar- marketers, no one wants to hear your thoughts on the virus right now. That, you know, putting out an alert about your response to, um, to, to the virus might have been novel and unique last Wednesday or Tuesday. I've talked to lots of people. Um, 
who said basically the the list now of of builders sending out a we are going to or not just builders all companies sending out we're going to clean our facilities uh, we're going to take extra steps that that really has become more of an easy way to figure out who you want to unsubscribe to that that maybe you forgot you even on their email list so no one wants to just hear the thoughts on the virus anymore but they want to hear is what's in it for them uh so so the calmness that you're trying to project with that message or the everything is is fine here i think you can move past that in a lot of your messaging and, and get into better uh deeper conversations however make sure you are talking to your backlog and this is opinion if this gets worse in the short term, as it is expected to do, you will be really glad if you connected with them early. Um, just like we just talked about with the here's our policy emails, that's going to become commonplace, but companies reaching out human to human to have conversations about what's going on and ways that you can help perhaps be more lenient. For example, you know, if possible, if interest rates do go down, why not let them know that if that does happen, that you'll work to the best of your ability to be able to proactively get them locked in to lower rates uh, as they as they hang in through this uh, situation with you. Uh, there's going to be lots of questions about moved closing dates. Uh, supply chain issues are going to happen because now we're not just talking about uh, China. And goods made over there and sent here, we're going we're gonna to be talking about things closing down. If it's not essential in a lot of places around the country, uh, work is going to be temporarily halted, it, it appears as well. And in fact, I talked to one builder who they have a critically low supply of wooden spindles. And these, these spindles do, in fact, come from China, but they've got a couple hundred homes worth left. And then there's no telling when another one's coming. So again, not, not trying to alarm you, just there will be, due to supply and labor issues, challenges with move-in dates. It's another good reason to talk to your backlog and prepare them. Uh, do not run sales or incentives right now. There's really just, there's no need. Um, Will Duterstadt posted in the Market Proof Marketing Group that he got an email from the place we went to breakfast that offered a $5 off coupon if we uh, came in due to the virus. It just, it doesn't come off well. Another thing that doesn't come off well right now, and this is certainly just my opinion, is um, salespeople and a lot of realtors that I'm seeing going live from a model home or an inventory home or an existing home. And, and here's why. Before everyone uh, yells back, I, I can feel the pushback, especially from some of the realtors that listen. What am I supposed to do? Not market? I think you can market, but again, you're marketing to the people who are paying attention and looking first and foremost. Double, triple down on that content, on that messaging, shouting to the random person on the street or the random person in your feed. I just don't, you got to be careful how that comes across because make no doubt, people will remember who acted like a human and who didn't when this is over. Say that again. People will remember who acted like a human and who didn't when this is over. Uh, I saw someone created a, a course that, that they're charging money for about how to work from home. Let, let me tell you real quick about how to work from home. It's not about the technology at all. Sure. I mean, you've got to have a cell phone from a couple of years ago, a computer that's you know four years old or newer maybe. Most laptops have built-in uh, cameras, but at the end of the day, people have been working with you. They know what they know what you look like if you're working with your own company. So that's not even an issue. The hardest part of working from home is focus. It's focus, getting the work done, pushing out the outside world and and fears and concerns and uh, peanut butter and jelly uh, muck on your desk from the kids. Uh, you know, and we'll have guides out on the tech tech for that for you. But for goodness sakes, don't don't take advantage of people. Don't uh, oversell right now. Overserve right now. And I think that's going to reward you, especially if you're a local 
builder. Um, all right, couple things. Stats from the our aggregated website data, and I've seen a couple other places uh, pushing out data as well. From the best that I can tell, uh, this data set is about four to five times the size. And again, it's it's going to be heavily slanted on people who do business with us. But I did a couple things to to filter this out a little bit more granularly. One is um, I took out, uh, I did one set of the the stats where we removed the regional, super regional, and national builders that we have access to. And in that data, with those builders removed, uh, year over year, this Friday, website traffic was down 10%. On Saturday, it recovered a little bit, it was only down 6%. That's year over year just for that one day. And again, last Friday um, was was peak fear season for a peak fear for a lot of people. When I add in those big builders back in, we were up 18% year over year on a Saturday. I know a lot of these numbers aren't going to make sense if you're just listening. So I apologize. Um, again, we'll, we'll put some, some details in the LinkedIn and Facebook groups later. However, website traffic was down about 19% week over week. So if you just take Friday and Saturday compared to the previous Friday and Saturday, down about 19%. So Again, yeah, people are definitely still going to home builder websites. People are definitely still uh, engaging. The The bounce rates are not changing much. The time on site is not changing much. If anything, a couple of people, it's slightly higher. Um, but but here's a big difference. Organically, a lot of builders are down and down anywhere from 10 to 20%. Direct traffic similarly impacted. And those, again, are the, the two biggest sources of conversions on most home builder websites. So again, no fear here, just some more information that uh, there still is a reason to be marketing and to be doing uh, great content creation to make sure all of your home information is updated, pictures, videos, all that stuff. But we are seeing a slight softening in consumer behavior, and that's completely understandable. Just think about your own behavior over this weekend. How many ads for a product did you click on this weekend? Just take a minute, think about that. Now think about how different you think everyone else's behavior has been. All right. Uh, a little bit more, and then we're almost done. I didn't mean to go this long, but I have about 40 bullet points that I'm trying to sort through here. Um, interest rate changes. Like I said, that could be a short-term win, but it's also a sign that there's real concern about economic activity and the short-term as well. Uh, do I think that there will be a snapback? Absolutely. Uh, and there will be a time at some point in the future where the economy is so overstimulated as we get back on our feet that things are going to pop. And again, this is opinion. Uh, based upon folks that I've been listening to, <clears throat> it's likely to increase. And when that happens, rates will likely need to go up. And that will be, if, if you think of a, of a chart where, where, the, where, the, where the two lines cross, that's going to be peak opportunity time for home builders as rates are going back up slowly. Uh, that, 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 that stimulus, the extra money, the cash, low rates out there will, will definitely spark activity assuming that everything else can catch up. When it comes to advertising specifically, I would again recommend looking at and adjusting your budgets in a couple different ways. Either just take 5 to 10% off the top if you if you are seeing an impact in lower lead count. Not all builders are. Some builders uh, in the data we see lead count is steady, maybe even 1% to 2% higher, as shocking as that sounds. Uh, some builders do have a 25 to 40% lower lead count this Friday and Saturday compared to last Friday and Saturday. And again, that's that's not surprising. And that's still actually a good number of leads. Remember, we were well, kind of overheated in January and February. Um, but when I'm looking at the data, it's all over the board. 
For some builders, impressions are way up for the same amount of money. Some builders um, saw a cost per click improvement. Some stayed the same. Some went slightly up. Um, It's just all over the board right now. And so if you are just on a set it and forget it mode, you want to be checking in uh, on that fairly regularly. There are opportunities. We have been testing some things out where we've been able to get, in some cases, folks, basically the same amount of traffic for up to 25% less and that was already at industry-leading cost per click. Um, again, according to any data that we've been able to see, we, we were already about twice as efficient as what anything else that was out there. This is another 25% savings. It's not across the board, but it is working for some, some folks. Um, <clears throat> so in terms of messaging, Will Dudersat actually sent me something else from Apple, and I thought this was, this was great. And this is why we have the Breakfast Club and, and why I'm happy to, to know him so well. And it was an announcement from Apple about how they were going to be doing an upcoming event differently. They didn't mention the virus. They just mentioned they're going to take a new approach. They're going to do it differently. Here's how it's going to happen. Um, They did not give specifics yet because it's not necessary because it's going to be done in a new, advanced and different way. But there was no mention of due to an abundance of caution. There was no mention to COVID-19 or any of that business. It was just, we're moving forward and here's, here's what it looks like. And that was a refreshing message for a company to give. Um, okay, quick, quick story time. <laughs> Gosh, I'm sorry, guys. Quick story time uh, about another quote unquote crisis. It was not a health crisis, but when, when Heartland was acquired by a large public home builder, I remember very vividly for the first week and a half to two weeks, almost nothing got done. And my office was in the corner uh, of the building, kind of off in its own area. And so I was trying my darners just to sit there with my team and continue to, to get the work done. Um, but it was almost impossible because of people coming through my desk. And at the time I was just in charge of sales and marketing, but I mean, everyone in the organization at all levels would just come in and sit down and want to talk about what was happening. And they were talking about what was happening with everyone else. And they were talking about what could happen and what should happen. And basically almost nothing got done. And I remember when the company that purchased us um, finally got us uh, someone who was, who was there it's like, how, how are things going around here, Kevin? I was like, well, they're, I mean, literally nothing is going on here. So the reason I tell you that story and it, and it slowly changed, thankfully, and, and we got some, some positive momentum is when we talk about working from home, it's, it's going to be ir, irrational and unreasonable for you to expect to be able to get the same amount of work done, especially if schools have been canceled, especially if you're, if you're not used to working from home. Um, it, it's going to take some time. And I, the only other tip I can give you besides doing whatever you need to do to have focus, whether that's not checking your phone first thing in the morning, but just getting into work, whether it's buying noise canceling headphones, um, you know, giving your kids unlimited screen time in the basement and you working upstairs, w- whatever that looks like, you've got to maintain focus, but also know that time shifting is one of the most amazing things about working from home. You need to figure out when you can work on what kind of idea. There'll be things you can get done quickly and efficiently during the day. But for some of those projects where you've actually got to think, just put them aside until the kids go to bed. You're going to have plenty of other time to, to, to get stuff done, but time shift your work and know when to work on what kind of idea. All right. As we cut cut out here and move on, uh, one last thing is for, for the next, okay, for the next two weeks, as always, our main priority is going to be on our builder partners and, and we're going to be doing everything we can to help them, support them, get them through this. And uh, that, that'll be fine. To whatever extent I have extra time and our team has extra time, shoot me a text message at 412-779-8758. 
with a question or concern that you have, just do me a favor, put your name in that text message and the name of your builder. It'll just save me time in case for some reason it's not been saved or programmed in my phone, even if I know you uh, really well. Again, that number is 412-779-8758, especially if you work for a medium or smaller size home building company uh, and you just need uh, a, a quick uh, idea or, or insight, feel free to shoot me a text message at that. The other thing is, and we'll we'll see if there's interest in this or not, um, if, if a lot of people are going to be working from home, we may do just a couple brief, short social calls. Um, and the first one I think will be on Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time on the 20th, uh, just for marketers. Um, again, we'll see see what this, but there there's something similar happening with existing home salespeople and I thought it made all of the sense in the world that if we're working from home or we were removed, uh, we can just have a little bit of water cooler talk, a little bit of of sanity, and seeing faces and 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 folks we know on uh, on a on a web chat, basically. So look for more details on that in the Facebook group and on uh, the LinkedIn group. All right, and with that and my rambling through my 40 different bullet points. I think I got through most of them. We'll take a quick break. We come back. The audio from the Facebook Live episode that we recorded on Friday the 13th. some interesting things happening out there and we are getting a slew of questions from our builder partners and those around us connected to us on what are we doing how are we handling this what's going on with COVID-19 what's happening in the markets and so we wanted to get on and address that with you today so if you're on and live with us this is an opportunity to ask questions yes definitely we want to do that now before we get into anything here's our disclaimer um, you know, first of all, we want to be um, calm and, and, and collected in, in what we say. And second, yeah. we're going to stay in our lane, the stuff that we know um, to be true and to be factual. We're going to definitely do that and, and give you some um, just some guidance along what's going on out there. So, yep. Kevin, are you feeling OK? Are you doing all right? I, I'm feeling great. I, like Mike said, we're not going to say anything salacious. There's no feeding frenzy that, that's necessary. Um, we, we even had an internal conversation for a good solid minute about whether we should even put COVID-19 in the headline because we don't, we're not trying to capitalize in any way on this. We just want to make sure that there, the fake news is kept to a minimum, not in terms of right. what's going on in the economy or the virus and all that stuff, but what builders can and can't control right. and what your options are. And that's the only thing I would say is I, I feel I feel very calm about what most people are thinking about. What I'm growing less calm about and maybe almost upset about is some of the misinformation. Um, and this, this ties back to what we talked about the builder show where, where sometimes people due to market conditions feel like they've, they've got an answer that is, yeah. is not going to be the right answer, especially not as things shift down. So well, we're going to get into what that means, but. And listen, I'm, I'm going to be straight with everybody. When stuff happened on Monday, I got that tr- as a trigger because I was in the market in 2008. So if you were in the market in 2008, we were going through this in 2008. We want to hear you see it in the chat. Yeah. Um, PTSD is it, real. It, it is. It's, it's, it's real. <laughs> but then you have to calm down and say this. We can't. We're not going to solve, you know, 
2020's problems with 2008's and it's not even the same problem. So the first fact that's out there is this is not 2008. Supply is low. Demand is still there. We haven't seen what's the, the effects of what's going on yet, but builders are still selling. People are still looking. Things are happening. So it's not the same underlying fundamentals, the stuff that's going on. It's, it's just not the same. So that's the first thing. The second, there, there literally was no money available. Yeah, so, right. you know, you want to get a loan, you're not getting a loan. Right. Uh, whereas right now, you know, 75% increase in refi, the, the, the massive interest in people refinancing their existing mortgage has lots of implications. But one of those that's good is banks want to give those people money. Right. 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 And, and that's some of the lessons that I, I think hopefully we have all learned and by we, I mean the government that, you know, eventually it might be slower due to the political climate we're in about how things all handle uh, work out. But the fact that the great depression happened a hundred and some, you know, hundred and what, well, almost hundred years, 105 yeah. years ago, yeah. but the great recession happened much more recently. So those institutions have this short-term memory of, of what this needs to look like hopefully right. as, as we move into this. So that's the first thing. And second thing is I, I truly believe that in, in response to this, our business model is set up a little bit differently to this. Hey, Carrie, good to see you on Hi, there. Um, the, our business model is set up differently um, because we are not, Thank goodness we're not a. It's not a cruise line. We're not. We're not the airlines. I mean, we're not South by Southwest, and that stuff is terrible. All that stuff is changing, but we are a business model where it's extremely personal, and people are. Um, and by we, you mean the industry, not DYC yeah. specific. Yes, yeah. yes, right. not. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're already set up to handle this and weather this a little, little bit differently, because <laughs> it's not a basketball game. It's not con- a concert, or it's not retail. This is this is something different. That doesn't mean things aren't going to change. But we want to talk through all those things. And and the other thing, too, Kevin, is you've got some data on traffic, even as this has been going on in the past month. What are you seeing out there as far as builder analytics? and? Yeah, and this on? is, again, this part now we're going into opinions with some facts. So I have facts around this, but I'm not saying that if you're experiencing something different, that's not, that's not happening. Sure. However, back to 2008, 2009, the, the Great Recession, when, when the economy tanked and builders were hit hard because we were partially to blame for the whole thing happening. If you looked at your analytic chart, it was, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, (laughs) Thursday, and, and it just stayed there for, and slowly crawled back over, over years. And we use a tool or we use data studio. We aggregate all of the 45 plus builders we work with, as well as another handful of builders who have given us access to their analytic data to use in aggregate. So we don't release anything specific to anyone. And it's showing that it, and here, here's why it's cool. We can put some faith in this tool is it shows exactly what you all experienced at the end of last year, where when you compare the data year over year, you can see this huge jump that occurs literally the day after Christmas, the day after Christmas, the market separated. And this year was significantly better than, than 2019 in that first part. And, and that's not uncommon knowledge, right? Mike, everyone right. has heard that we're in a great market going into this. But what we're seeing is that as that trend line comes down and those two lines year over year data gets closer and closer, it's still significantly better. Even yesterday, as bad as the news got, it was still about 15% higher. This is people looking online at home builder website, website traffic, still about 15% higher than 2019 levels at the same time. So has it gotten 
a little bit slower. Yeah, it's come down a bit from the highs of January. January definitely seemed to be the peak of online traffic, but it is nowhere near 2019 levels, let alone 2018, 2017, et cetera, in terms of the data set that we have to look at. And so we'll certainly keep everyone updated as we as we look at that. But there are still people shopping, and that was not the case in the Great Recession when that first uh, came about. The yeah. website traffic just dropped off a cliff. Right. So comparing and contrasting, definitely want to do that. Now let's get into the stuff that we know. Kevin and hey, I Beth. know the Do You Convert team knows. Yes, hello, Beth. Hello, Faith. Uh, we're going to go as long as Facebook Live will let us. It's a little fuzzy, I think, it's because there's probably a lot of online traffic right now. Yeah. Um, but let's just talk about a couple of things, Kevin, because I think that's what everybody's asking. In the world of online sales and online marketing, what do we do? Mm-hmm. What do we do? So we want to give you a couple of, um, you know, a little bit of guidance. The first thing that I'll say, just our mantra, is don't panic, but definitely pay attention. Okay, so we don't need to panic, but let's pay attention and let's adapt. Online sales first. Let's talk about that because this we're getting a lot of this right now. First of all, I'm talking to people every day and we coach people every day. They're setting appointments. I talked to someone on Monday. They set seven appointments on Monday. The Dow went down yeah. 2,000 points. They set seven appointments. <laughs> um, so there's still some activity out there. But what we know about online sales is that that position, this role, is uniquely prepared for what is happening. We're already set up to work virtually. That's everything we do. We've got the social distancing down, right? (laughs) This is going to shine a spotlight on how we can sell without being face-to-face. So online salespeople, give me a high five, smash the like, uh, say what's up, because their builders are going to need you more than ever. Exactly. I think you are the, it's not just, do you convert you, you internal folks who are doing this job now, mm-hmm. like when, when the company looks around and says, who can teach our onsite salespeople how to work with a camera and right. have a conversation with a customer, you're it, right? Yeah. So you're an internal training resource as much. And so, but I think with that, Mike, and maybe now not, is not the right time to talk about the difference between online sales and, and an online selling position that's great yeah and, and check it out from tanner here too he's tanner goes <laughs> 20 appointments since monday and again we don't want to be overly optimistic or say this isn't going to be fine but it's it's true right it, this is there's still a lot of activity out there supply and demand is still out of whack exactly for, for, yeah. exactly we have a little bit to go so online sales mm-hmm. listen prepare to get really busy also prepare to have your talking points ready as it relates to everything going wrong, because customers are looking for a little bit of calm and the voice of reason. Um, But the difference between online sales and online selling, online sales is managing leads. uh, It's, it's qualifying your prospects and moving people that are appropriately qualified to appointments. It is not doing the salesperson's job. So make no mistake. If we have to move to a world where we're selling more virtually the salespeople still need to sell virtually. It's not the online sales job to take their role because we can't possibly sell for 10, 15, 20 communities. But there's going to be a lot more people who are researching and talking to online sales first before they're going to make the commitment to go out and drive somewhere, right? Before, because kids, if they're out of school and stuff gets canceled. uh, Yeah, exactly. Like what Mark was saying here. This is the reality of what's going on. They're going to want to talk to somebody. They're going to want to work through this. They're going to want to have conversations, and then they'll be ready to go out on site. But you're exactly right. You need to be working with your on-site sales team, and they have to get with the program. They didn't have to do this before. They might have to do this now. But again, we're uniquely set up our business model, both the online sales team and home builders in general, 
to handle this um, the best way possible, which it is scary, but we as a group in the yeah. U.S., we can we can handle this pretty well. Kevin, what about one of the first things in online marketing to be considering? Well, for, first, I just want to add a little bit more meat to the bone of what you just talked about and, and give people specific examples. If someone is looking to make a move in a five to 10 mile radius from where they live, you know, what Mike's talking about is they're going to get in their own vehicle. They're probably not going to take an Uber or a Lyft, right? They're going to get in their own vehicle. They're going to go drive to that one model home. There's going to be lots of sanitizer. Builders probably should have, you know, supplies on hand as well. As Quint Lears pointed out in our Facebook group a couple of days ago, no reason to do the shaky shaky right now. Um, But at the same time, if someone was considering making a move to someplace 20 to 40 minutes away, and we talked to someone this week who had an infill location in an urban core, as well as suburban locations, and the urban core had a much lower traffic count. It, is, it would not be surprising to me if people said, I don't feel quite as comfortable making a 25 to 45 minute drive downtown where a bunch of people are in a more crowded environment. So the suburban locations are more set up, but, but there's certainly going to be an opportunity for this increase in virtual appointment uh, behavior. And as simple potentially as just FaceTiming people. Right. We'll get into more of that later. But I, I think that's some of those specific examples might be helpful for people. Okay. So marketers, what, what you need to be aware of is that it is okay and probably warranted to start scaling back your ad spend. That sounds like I'm, fear, I'm saying something that should, should cause fear. Uh, it's actually much more of a scientific reason. Uh, Google, and I don't know the exact number, so I'm going to spitfire this, but, but Google put on an alert last week that something close to 10% of their ad revenue came from the travel industry. Now, that's certainly outsized in terms of the number of transactions that occur. Why would travel be such a big hit for Google? It's because yeah. it's something that's going to happen right now, imminently. Right. If I'm searching for a flight, who knows I may book it this very moment. Right. So their costs that they were charging travel for those, uh, those ads was enormous. We're talking $5, $10, $15, $28 a click because that's what they were willing to pay. So... If, if that's just airlines, hotels, and, and cruise ships, as the general economy uh, starts to pause, and I think a pause is yeah. an appropriate term. Right. You know, no one's talking about roaming looters and vandals and the end of modern society as we know it, right? It's, it's, a, it's a, some form of pause. Advertising rates should be dropping as a whole. And we're already started uh, yesterday and this morning on some additional tests, but it would be okay, in my opinion, for you to lower your digital spend across the board, more or less, by 5 to 10% every 5 to 10 days. And just see what happens. If you can save the gunpowder, the cash, for your company and for your department right now, that would be a good thing. Because a whole bunch of you out there need to stop with the advertising already and ramp up the content. Because... If you're sending people, think about the amount of emotional excitement that's necessary in today's, well, in yesterday's world to get a buyer to want to come out on site. And we've talked about this at nauseum. You got to have the photos, the videos, the descriptions, all those things. But so, so if you're driving folks to your website and all you have is that rather blah looking rendering of a home that's move in ready, my wife ain't coming to see you. She probably isn't even excited enough to want to talk to you virtually. So 
slowly step the ad spend down. And if it, if it becomes incredibly painful, this is what's great about adjusting advertising in the digital world. You put it right back. So take it down five to 10%, wait five to 10 days, watch what happens. If it's extremely painful, shoot it right back up. If, if you don't notice a big adjustment, continue to scale back every five right. to 10 days, another five to 10%. The point that I've talked about for five years is we're always looking for the appropriate tipping point of where we're over-investing or under-investing. And that tipping point in an environment where things are changing as rapidly as they are is always going to be a moving target. Yeah. So keep searching for it Yeah, uh, is, is the first thing I would say. Hey, for those of you that are on, we see the comments and we love them. So let us know what you're doing, how you're preparing, what changes you're making. Because I think on this post is going to be good to hear from other people in the industry. Yep. On, on what they're doing and what's happening out there. Because I had a conversation this morning with someone who says, we're still feeling good and we're still seeing stuff and that's in the Atlanta market. So um, love to see that from, so keep, keep talking uh, and yeah. keep asking questions. If you got anything out there, let us know if it, what you've got going on. Uh, yeah, Eva, I see that, you know, you're going to see cancellations for sure. And what you want to do, and I've heard this too in California where this has hit a little bit harder, faster. I heard this on a call two days ago people are canceling because of that uh, or because of the COVID stuff. Here's what I got to do. Get ready for virtual appointments, everybody. Okay. They're canceling their in-person appointments. Yes. Potentially it is economic stuff, but ultimately, or fear or whatever. But a lot of times they're just like, do I go? You've got to have virtual appointments. We've got multiple emails, right? Kevin, like, Hey, how do we do this? So let's talk about what that means. We're talking about FaceTime. We're talking about Skype. People said, what tools should you use? It's either FaceTime or Skype. Those are two of the biggest tools that most people have or can get easily on their phone, whether it's iPhone, Android, whatever, where it's just video chatting. You can show things and switch the camera. That's probably the easiest thing to do. But also be thinking about tools to help schedule and set this, right? You've got tools like Calendly that can help people do this, that can show when you're booked and when you're not. Um, You've got tools like BombBomb, video email, um, Vidyard Go, uh, yep. even just texting videos that allow you to put your face out there to remind people that you're real and you're there. So everybody needs to be thinking yeah. about how can we shift and adjust. And ultimately, you have the old-fashioned telephone <coughs> where you can get on the phone and talk with someone too. So it's going to be a little bit of a shift, but you've got to start yeah. working on that. And I think all those are the absolute right interim solution. When I say interim, right? I mean, Skype, you you think that sounds, I don't know if this is a real word or not, janky, right? Sounds janky. Hey, can I Skype you? You know, the consumer probably doesn't have Skype installed because that was like 10 years ago for a lot of people. So they're going to be like, what is that? You have to help them download. There's these interim solutions, but but don't freak out. Like everyone knows what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. So when you tell the customer, Hey, I've never done this before. If you're if you're the on-site salesperson, right? It's okay to be like, I haven't done this before either. So you know, my lighting. D- don't freak out about your lighting. Don't freak out about your. In the short term, everyone's going to understand. Right. Right. It does not have to be perfect. We need progress over perfection. Yeah. And I think a, a great script for that person who's canceling, in essence, is certainly understand what other information could I help provide for you. That will allow you to continue going through the decision-making process. That's right. Wh- while you're in this pause. That's right. I think that's, I think that's perfectly okay. Well, and, and you see Heidi here too, talking about this, you know, they're up in the Pacific Northwest. So they experience, yeah, they're experiencing something completely different than a lot of the country, which most of us are in parts of the country where we're taking preventative measures, not, you know, handling stuff that's happened. 
I, I totally agree with you. It's, it's everybody, we're all in this together. And so really understanding, is this a condition, objection, a brush off, uh, just a freak out? How do you respond to that? And say we can <laughs> Don't still... change their lasso rating to D or not interested, right? Or That's the most, don't, yeah. don't give up on anyone right now. There is no reason to. Yeah. And don't put COVID-19 as a rating. We don't want that either. <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, you, you got to be ready for some of this stuff. I, I got to be careful, Kevin, joking. Yeah, no jokes. We okay. said no jokes. No jokes. Um, all right. So be prepared for those those virtual appointments and leveraging those tools. Kevin, marketing, what else you got for online marketing and marketing? So I, I, already, I already tipped into this a little bit, but you know, this is when your investment in content is going to pay off and and you you promote what you already have. A lot of people have dozens or hundreds of Matterport tours on their site. Oh, yeah. And you've got them buried in some button, you know, that no one ever hits. They can't see it. They can't find it. This is the time to, at this year's summit, we talked about the fact that, like it or not, most marketers treat their content like disposable paper plates instead of, you know, this, this thing that has intrinsic value mm-hmm. for a long period of time. So promoting the virtual tools that you do have, if you use Rendering House's app, if you've got some other uh, tool like Envision. Uh, that lets people actually build and select things uh, that, that New Home's uh, uh, BDX offers. Um, it's an expensive tool, but guess what? That expense doesn't look so bad in, in today's virtual right. environment. So promote the tools you do have, the videos that you do have, the the kitchen uh, tools that let people change their cabinet color, exterior color, anything we can do to increase emotional excitement. But that content was an investment that hopefully you made yesterday and last year and the years before, mm-hmm. and this is it's kind of like in a portfolio, diversifying with with gold and non-cash. Like when when one side goes down, the other side needs to do do more work. And so, right. go back to the builder um, professional builder article that that just was published last month, if you if you need to. But content's number one, right? And and there's a reason for it. Um, I think that's great. The Sarah's got a good uh, comment here talking about training teams on zoom meetings absolutely zoom go to meeting as you start need to looking at both a face yeah. and a document yep. and go through stuff together that's a great one zoom i know just got a, I, my wife uses zoom for her coaching and and she just got a note that said your basic free resources are changing so they're definitely seeing the the pinch as more people convert to um you know work from home situations or distributed distributed working environments but yeah it's a very affordable tool Mm-hmm. Um, to, you, but you got to show people how to turn it on, how to use yeah. it, how to get used to it and how to get used to seeing your face on camera. I still can't <laughs> tell you the number of people that we do in training where they're making <laughs> excuses not to get on camera. There's no more excuses. Like yeah. you've got to get in front of the customer. So that's yeah. a really good. And that's why there. I say those other tools are intermediate solutions. There's yeah. certainly better long-term solutions like zoom, like go to meeting, uh, the, the, there's better ways to go, but that's going to take more time and training because, you know, Almost everyone at this point has FaceTimed someone that they love right. or are related to, right? That, that's right. an experience that doesn't need coaching. I see a comment here from Jesse. You know, they haven't found much difference since the, you know, since the announcement so far. I, I uh, that's great. And again, that's, we've seen that a lot with a lot of builders. It's going to start happening. Um, and so that's why, you know, the mantra of don't panic, but be prepared and ultimately, my next point for online sales is as you're speaking with people, online sales is normally an emotional and in sales, we're emotional creatures. We get it. Um, you know, we're going to respond to people in certain ways. But my biggest piece of advice I would give you is just stay calm and stay in your own lane as you talk to customers. 
focus on if they're in their search, this is a fantastic time to buy um, because of the interest rates being where they're at. If it, We're not going to try and convince you to do something you're not ready to do, but if you're making this decision, this is just as a, a, a good of time. We're not going to be able to change things. We're going to have to keep selling. And so you want to just communicate that sense of calm and communicate what is actually happening in your organization. I think being too optimistic could potentially be dangerous. I think yeah. being too much of chicken little is not good for the customer. We've got to have that right middle ground of staying calm and staying in your lane as talking to customers. We're not experts, right? We don't need to talk through that, but we're not financial experts. We don't know what's going to happen in the next week. So, and, and you know, Mike did it and I'm not, I'm not trying, but it, it we're, as an industry, we're such in the habit of saying now is a great time to buy. Oh yeah, you're right. That's good. And so that's, it's absolutely true. But if someone is expressing concern over their situation, the economy, whatever, if you say, well, now's a great time to buy, you got it. You got to be careful with that yeah. because you're, you can't promise that it is the perfect. It's like trying to call the bottom of when the stock market is going to stop right. falling. It's just, it's, it's not, but, but it's habit. So, so maintain that center, you know, yeah. Namaste is, I yeah. think, what some people say. Yeah, right. Like just right. Find that, find that calm. Namaste. You're there to provide a service to them. You're not there to convince them, especially not now. Yes. Um, so yeah, just, just I think as you do that, make sure that you are, are communicating the right things. And again, I can't stress enough. Talk with your leadership. Talk with the people who are giving you guidance for your own organization, and come up with your talking points. Yep. Come up with your dialogues around this. Don't be caught off guard, and don't you don't. No one, you're the front line. A lot of people are going to be talking to you. Don't be making stuff up as you go. Don't yeah. do what I did and say, it's a great time to buy. <laughs> right? right. Well, let's talk about alternate versions of saying something similar that doesn't over communicate, right? Instead of saying it's a great time to buy, yep. simply focus on the value that is currently at hand. Yes. So when you get specific, that, that's when it works really well. Because when you can talk about how interest rates impact a monthly payment, impact um, the total, total affordability situation, then you can talk about this is a you know the tremendous value that is at hand right now. Yeah. It's not that's not promising that it's not going to maybe be a slightly better value if you wait a little bit longer or you know it, it, it's just talking about there this is a value and let me explain to you why let me let me talk to you about the features the benefits the interest rates etc. Right. Um, well, and and this is interesting. So going back to the mistake I made and the mistake we can all potentially make. And Ashley, I love the comment. You're exactly right. A lot of builders February was huge. Yep. But that's almost like talking about the jobs reports right now, right? Mm -hmm. Which the jobs report comes from the past Weeks before. Yeah. You know, and so we do have to be careful in conveying this and just saying, hey, here's the available inventory that we have now. Here's what we know about supply in our market. Here's what we know. And this is this is this could be your opportunity. And the interest rates are extremely low. So let's let's do what we can to keep the process going. I agree with you, Ashley. Let's keep that momentum going with our buyers. Um, whether or not they make a decision right now, we can still keep that process going. That's a really yep. good point. I love yep. what you put there. And because of that momentum early in the year, I mean, a lot of the people we work with, you, you go to their quick move in section of their site and there's like two three homes. homes or, yeah. There's just three nothing homes. there. And so back to the supply and demand idea, <clears throat> all these people who are refinancing, what do we know about most people who refinance? They're, right. they're doing so because they don't expect to be moving soon. Right. Right. And that means that an already low supply of existing housing is likely to not change much as all yes. these people rush to refinance. So we I haven't built enough homes in a long time. Yep. There's not enough inventory. Uh, supply and demand is, is the name of the game. 
one thing I'll tell you too, I, Madison's kind of commenting on what Ashley said too, which I think is great. It is going to slow down and that's not totally, I, I got to be careful how I say this. Yeah. No, you're right. It's, it, it's not totally a bad thing to get caught up here for a second. The part um, you can't control might be part, bad, but you can't control it. Yeah. <laughs> but we need, we need to, to stay focused and stay and, and stay focusing on the things that we can make a difference on, right? The stuff that we can impact. So um, yeah, we're let's we cannot control the market. The market is what the market is. We've we've talked about that for a long time. So, Kevin, I have a question for you mm-hmm. specifically. What about builders that are maybe investing or over investing in pieces of technology yeah. or things that are going on? It's like what's happening here. What what are your thoughts on just where they're putting their money right now? Yeah, well. Everything has to be scrutinized. And if you have, before I get to the specifics that that I'm pretty sure you're talking about, (laughs) every builder marketer should have a list of nice to have, right? There's the must haves, the things that you can directly control or with a partner can directly control like your, your Google ad spend, Facebook, Instagram spending, uh, Google display, anything where you can directly touch the account and can up, go up and down on a dime. That that's that's the stuff that is most important and should be on your have to have list. And even when the market goes down, you're not going to cut that completely. You're going to shave it back, but you're not going to stop. Then there's a whole bunch of other things that would be listed on the nice to have list. Right. Things that you can't get as clear of an attribution connection to. You're you're not you think they are helpful, but you just don't know how much. Anyone listening who's been through uh, who went through 2007 to 2009 knows. Those are things that at times you just simply stop doing. So, so that's, that's one thing that is, is making sure you understand what your nice to have list is and an order of priority that you choose in advance. So, I mean, irrationality is huge. I'm going to quick segue the article that I posted yesterday about why does everyone buy toilet paper? It's not because they think they're going to run out of toilet paper. It's literally that they are not thinking. They're just in a panic. They want to buy the largest am- amount of thing, like this big, this big thing that I can grab that's only $3.75, and it has 12 rolls in it. It just makes people feel safe. Mm. And so they're grabbing onto it as a totally irrational reflex. Instead of thinking, like, I'm probably more likely to run out of cereal and milk first, but they don't load up with five gallons of milk as, in the same rate, Right. So people are irrational. So you need to understand what your nice to have list is and your must have list in advance that you don't respond completely irrationally. Right. Now, specifically around technology and and pieces of the agreement, you know, we started hearing a couple of weeks and months ago about people who were spending, and this is just one instance. There's other things like it, but this is probably the, the easiest one to talk through is if you're spending thousands of dollars for an automated chat solution, it was, it was already for sure extremely questionable. That's the nicest way I can say it. Extremely questionable that that was worth what you were paying for it. If your web traffic you believe in lead count is about to drop, do you need an automated solution to handle all of these people? So the value of it only gets worse. So this is what I was talking about at the very beginning when we went live about people who are saying, this is the way to go. This, is, this looks expensive, but man, look at all we're getting from it. Are you really getting that from it? Do you really understand how it works? Do, do you yeah. understand the true value you're getting? Or were you trying to play catch up with a neighbor and, and trying to be part of the, the cool kid progressive club? Because I got to tell you, automation is not what you're likely no. to be worried about over the next two months. And it is about human one-to-one connection. 
that's what's going to provide value to your customer. Yeah, I think it's that's interesting just because again, it's it's inflated stuff that isn't that isn't creating more leads or creating more appointments necessarily. It may be um, novelty a little bit, but yeah, you you ask a bot what what the, what are the protocols for your COVID nineteen, and it says, "I'm sorry, I don't know the answer to that." If you ask it, what school district is you know? If you ask any question that's not pricing, bedroom count, bathroom count, or or simple geography questions, the response is, uh, "I don't know." Do you want to talk to a person? And so again, it's not that we are anti chat. We did a whole podcast on chat. Yeah. Mike and Jen right. went through step by step, and I use the analogy which I will use forever now that. Our answer to chat is the same as to my 13-year-old daughter who says, can I date a boy? It's like, if these things are all, like these rules are applied, you're going to have a chaperone, whatever, like, then yes, there, there is no hard and fast. You may never date anybody. Yeah. There's the same checklist that goes along with chat, but there's chat solutions that are fantastic that are a hundred, I mean, fantastic for 200 yeah. bucks a month. Yeah. And so this is when I start to get a little frustrated about no, how it's okay, Kevin, calm down. You're okay. Are, Take a breath. Well, it, it's okay. Okay. This is the last thing I'm going to say. It's okay. If you're Pulte, Lennar, and if you're one of these big guys and you want to do that, I, I don't care. They've got the cash. If you're doing that and you are a one market builder doing a hundred to 300 homes a year, that's, that's what drives me nuts. That's okay. what drives me nuts. We're, don't do it, guys, don't don't drive Kevin nuts. Make smart <laughs> The bottom line is make smart decisions with your money. And ask. Ask, and ask. ask for advice ask. and opinions from people who are not just saying, I promise you this works. It's amazing. Do it. Ask for the nitty gritty details. Right. Hey, um, if you guys have questions or comments, we want to see them in the chat. So ask them now. We're always happy to answer this summer. We see you. Yeah, Seattle's a hotbed. Um, Summer, we're glad you're there it, being positive to all those, all those, all those people. Actually, didn't her whole company like go to Aruba or something? Like, aren't yeah. they all, I think they're all at a pool somewhere except for her. Um, Hey, exactly. so, uh, let's talk about, um, you know, kind of one of the final things from, from online sales. We, we, we're going to make a poster that we can hang next to your computer screen. Here's a poster. Everybody get ready to write this down. Get ready to print it off. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. And do your follow-up. <laughs> right? Do not stop. Do not stop what you're doing. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Make those phone calls. You've got to connect with your body. It doesn't feel great. You don't know what you're going to run into all the time. It's not the same as it used to be. It's not like it was a month ago. But in, in the role of sales and online sales, you've got to keep moving forward. Nothing happens until a sale happens. And we're, we're going to have to search a little bit harder. We're going to have to work a little bit harder. We're going to have to work a little bit later. We're going to have to – everybody is. Do your convert's going to have to do that. Everybody, every company that's watching this is going to have to do that. But the companies who are set up for this, just like in 2008, will make it through and will make it through okay. But you cannot stop. The best thing that you can do is invest – in yourself and your time that you're putting in and do the best job you possibly can. Yep. And so we just want to make sure we're, we're focusing on those things and you're maintaining that positive attitude. So wash your hands, don't touch your face yep. and do your follow-up. And, and I feel like you and Jen have done a great job helping this position progress from this manic, like 
as soon as the phone rings at any time, I must I must race across the room, die, you know, jump for it, grab it, and make make the make it all happen. To saying, hey, you've got to find some balance in your life. And I obviously we still think that is true. However, yeah. in a time like this, should you time. be more or less likely to pick up the phone if it rings at eight thirty at night? You, uh, right? I mean, like it's it's anybody who's calling, um, you jump on that phone, and that's again, that's where we get to shift. We get to shift. This will mm-hmm. be temporary, right? Yep. This too shall pass. Um, this will be temporary. We don't know what it is. We're not again. We're not going to try and claim that we do but if it's like anything that's ever happened before it's going to be temporary so that means the work may be harder but it'll be temporary as well mm-hmm. so yeah focus focus in double down um and, and do your work and do your work and i know that it, it seems like specific advice but i have to check myself too and not get caught up in the things that you can't control because that's just a negative path that we can all get down really quickly and the online sales role is to be positive and be in a good emotional state with as many people as possible. Because if you're not happy, if, you, if you're scared, then so are your customers. So make sure that you're focusing on those things that, that, um, that you can share with them and you're focusing on, on the positive <laughs> that goes live. I love it, Martha. No, watch um, out. She's coming my, at you. One of my last tips, uh, and I think we're going to talk briefly a little bit about work from home and some of the stuff we use to make that work since we've been, we've been, doing this for a while yeah. is, Hey, marketers spend some extra time focusing on how you can help conversion. You know, now is not necessarily the time to over obsess about new lead count. Yeah. Remember you just had record setting lead counts for the first part of March, February, and January. And even if you had record conversion, there's still a whole bunch of other people out there That's right. who had a, had a life event that started before the panic started here. And that life event may or may not be changing. That goes back to what I was saying. Just don't change the rating to not interested. Anyone who says they're not interested really should be, uh, I'm going to check back with you in a month and make sure you're still not interested or in two months or, or whatever that case. So what, what kind of things can a marketer do to help conversion? You can talk to your salespeople and help them create content around common objections. Talked about this idea of, a, of, a, of an objection library of emails, of blog posts, et cetera, that marketing can help create. That helps salespeople communicate in a way that helps them overcome common objections that they are seeing. So get getting close support with them on that. Yeah. You can also help them with any type of email communication and nurturing, right? You do not want probably every salesperson out there randomly creating their own message about your company's <laughs> COVID-19, you know, COVID-19 policies, uh, right. yeah, policies exactly. or for goodness sakes, imagine like, I don't know. This is, this is the closest thing to panic. I would probably lock down your mass email capability from salespeople if that's not your company's typical policy. One-on-one emails are fine. Yeah. But just imagine one of your salespeople deciding to create a COVID-19 sale promotion yeah. for the next not week, cool. all inventory, right? Just be careful about that. So help, help your sales team overcome objections, help them build libraries of content and focus on conversion, more remarketing potentially, um, but, but it's all about helping them convert those people and, and knowing how to communicate clearly to them. It's not yeah. just about new lead count. And again, I, I just have to go back to record-setting web traffic from now until yesterday still. So again, other people have been saying other things, and I'm not discounting that, but the folks that we work with on, a, on an intimate basis, and I'm not saying it's because of us, 
they are not seeing a dramatic drop in web traffic. Uh, and even until, until this week, we, I was still hearing many, many stories about people who had a 20, 30, or 40% increase in walk-in traffic year over year. So walk-in traffic still generally strong until this past week. Virtual traffic remains well uh, high. So yeah, it's just, it's not time to, to freak out yet. Just time to, like you said, pay attention. Hey, we're going to wrap up this Facebook Live, but please leave your comments of encouragement and to the industry and even gratefulness for this industry and what it is. We always want to see that. Here's what I'm going to tell you as, as we sign off. If you were in this world, this awesome industry that we, were, that we are in, in 2008, um, people are going to look to you to say, yeah, oh, my gosh, what, what do we do? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, you've been there. You've done that. There's a lot of people that we work with that ha- they got started in 2011 and 2012 yeah. and only seen something completely different. So the history lesson, which we often give to everybody, is it, it might suck. There's some things that might suck, but it's not the same, and it's not because of us, and here's what we did to get through this. The other thing that I know, too, what's different is most builders are still extremely, extremely lean. Like, we have not overinflated things. <laughs> yeah. we, we have not hired triple the staff. A marketing department with more than one person is still a rarity. Yeah, so so leave your you know, guide your team for those who've been through it before. Kevin's been through it before. I've been through it before. It's, it's, it's not fun, but you will, you will make it through. So make sure you're encouraging and supporting those around you because while they may not be panicking on the surface, it's got the little duck under the water, you know, they might be going, Oh my gosh, what's happening? What's going on? So make sure that we're having those great conversations and lead, you know, lead with, with confidence for those of you in leadership roles. Kevin, what are your final thoughts as we close it out for today? Just that there'll be more to come. I mean, we are, again, just like online traffic is not slowing down. We're not slowing down, but we're going to do our best in the time, extra time we have in the next couple of days to continue to create helpful uh, in-depth content to get us all through this together. But certainly like Mike said, whether it's in this post, in the Facebook group, wherever, uh, sharing ideas that you're doing um is is what it's all about you know yep yep absolutely so thank you everybody for tuning in we appreciate it good to see all of you thanks for the comments and 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 the chatter um if you need stay tuned and go to doyouconvert.com you're going to get all the latest and greatest sign up for our email newsletter um you'll you'll be getting stuff from there as well and let us know if we can help you in any way thanks to everybody thanks kevin you bet see ya